Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. A lot going on. That is for sure. Championship Saturday at uh, the Girls State Basketball Tournament. One champion's been crowned, and it was... Uh, Mountain Iron Buell beating Bold 52-21. to Mountain Iron Buell, uh, the 1A champ. Albany and Providence Academy right now, early in the second. Providence by 7, 45-35 tonight, 3A and 4A starting at 6. Those games are on Channel 45. Uh, the Golden Goal for women's hockey team out of the Frozen Four up in Duluth. But the Golden Goal for men take on Michigan in the Big Ten title game at 3M Arena at Mariucci. More later on in the program. Uh, we'll, we'll talk much more sports ahead of the Timberwolves playing the Raptors in Toronto tonight. Our pregame show begins at 5.30. But right now I want to get an update on really what was an extraordinary day in uh, the business of space flight. And joining us from the website at spaceflightnow.com, Stephen Clark. Uh, is good enough to join us from his base at Kennedy Space Center. And, Stephen, it was an extraordinary day. SpaceX, uh, the worldwide leader right now in space flight, uh, pulled off a double a launch in California and a launch in Florida. Yeah, in, indeed, Steve. Thanks for having me. Yeah, two launches yesterday, four hours apart, um, which is a record for commercial launch industry and for SpaceX, of course. Uh one launch, uh, launching uh, from California with uh, 52 Starlink Internet satellites, successful, successful launch, and a successful landing of the first stage uh, recovered for reuse. And then four hours later here at uh, Cape Canaveral in Florida, another Falcon 9 took off uh, right around sunset last night with uh, two commercial communication satellites for a company called SES uh, going up to orbit. And that's, again, that's a record uh, for SpaceX, uh, four hours between missions. And that's going to be becoming more and more the norm over the coming weeks, months, and years as they ramp up their launch cadence, uh, particularly when they get their new Starship rocket online, which is designed to be fully reusable. Uh, These Falcon 9s are partially reusable that they're currently using. And uh, they're aiming for 100 missions this year, so probably won't be the last doubleheader this year. Makes for a long day as a space reporter, but uh, certainly exciting. Yeah, it it is extremely exciting, and we've talked about it before. This this is such a game-changer because, you know, the reusability now of that first stage has become 
routine. It's not. And if anybody's seen the whole launch sequence, including the rocket typically landing on a drone ship uh, out in the Atlantic or in the case of the California launches out in the Pacific Ocean, it, it really is tremendous. And they're the only ones that do that. Every other country, every other private enterprise, uh, for the most part, I, I know Blue Origin has some reusability on their suborbital flights, but nevertheless, uh, on, on these fully orbitable, orbital launches and beyond, they're the only ones who have figured out reusability. Yeah, it, yeah, it, they're the only company to to reuse their rocket boosters, and uh, I think yesterday's landing was the hundred the second landing was the hundred and eightieth successful recovery of a Falcon nine booster that SpaceX has accomplished. That's astounding. Uh and they haven't had the landing failure in a couple of years. They used to describe these landings as like secondary objectives for the launches because of course if especially if they have a paying customer, the primary objective and it still is, is to get that customer payload into orbit. But recovering these boosters is so crucial to their uh, business operation at this point that getting the booster back if they don't get a booster back they have to worry about a launch in a month or two that doesn't have a rocket ready because they're not building the rocket in the factory as other companies do so everything hinges on this recovery and to watch them demonstrate a successful launch and landing over and over again it does look routine but then when you think about the aerodynamic forces that are involved the thrust from the engines that's involved uh, the fact that the booster, the rocket, has to come back into the atmosphere at hypersonic speeds. You know, we hear a lot about hypersonic missiles. If you, you know, if you're into national security and and, and geopolitics about uh, U.S. and Russia uh, testing hypersonic missiles, this is effectively a hypersonic missile that is re-entering the atmosphere 15 stories tall at yeah. uh, more than 10,000 miles an hour, and then landing on a drone ship the size of a football field, floating out in the ocean. Four or five hundred miles offshore, and watching it look like it's routine is really, really impressive. Yeah, and so we we have this double. The launch cadence is picking up, and they they did that satellite launch you discussed, but they're also continuing to build uh, a Starlink network, and that is low-level satellites that would carry broadband internet, and and they continue to expand that network and the capability there. And we continue to hear that the goal of that ultimately is to continue to to fund the operations in a roundabout way of SpaceX. I know they want to make money and they want customers, but but ultimately, uh, Elon Musk and his vision of getting human beings to Mars and ultimately colonize Mars will take a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're talking about tens of billions of dollars of effort uh, uh, to, to, to get to that point and maybe maybe even over a hundred billion dollars to send a human mission to Mars and uh, yeah the, the the Starlink internet network that uh, SpaceX is is building out is crucial to uh, giving the company enough revenue to be able to at least fund a significant portion of it uh, of that effort to get to Mars and uh, but the you know they're gonna need Help from NASA. There, there. You know, this is going to be an ecosystem uh, of a partnership between different companies and governments to uh, send people to Mars. In my opinion, and 
but SpaceX certainly is in the lead. Uh, I don't see anyone else uh, in, in even in the ballpark in terms of providing the transportation service to get to and from Mars. Yeah, and that brings up what's been going on in Texas for a fair amount of time now, and that is building Starship. First of all, the the ship that would actually go into orbit, Starship itself, and then beyond that, the super heavy booster, this uh, behemoth with 33 uh, methane-burning engines that uh, would return back to the pad and quickly be refueled down the road and, and send another mission uh, into orbit. We're, we're continuing to wait for that to fly. Do you get a sense that a launch there is imminent? Because they did do the static test to the super heavy. Um, they, they they continue to move in that direction. But is there any indication when that might happen? Yeah, it's now been uh, a little over a month since they fired all, uh, well, 31 of the 33 engines on this super heavy booster that's going to carry this giant starship into orbit on its first test flight coming up soon. And uh, uh, that test appeared to go mostly according to plan. Uh, two of the engines were not fired of the 33, but that seemed to be uh, something that was fixable relatively quickly and, and something they could resolve. What we've seen them do in the last few weeks uh, down in Texas at the launch site for the Starship is really start working more on the ground system, uh, beefing up the launch pad, adding shielding and all sorts of material, uh, presumably to protect that structure from the heat blast and loads uh, the, and, the, and the power put out by these 33 engines uh, at liftoff and to prevent damage because the launch complex itself represents a major investment. Like if the thing blows up on the pad, destroys or significantly damages the launch pad, you don't just have to worry about fixing, uh, well, investigating what caused the rocket explosion. You have to worry about repairing the launch pad, which could take many, many months depending on what happens. So, they're being a little more conservative now as they get to uh, a test flight of the full stack of the Starship. Remember, a couple of years ago, they were testing just a portion of it. It was kind of uh, more of a free-for-all type, uh, type yeah. atmosphere. They just wanted to, to, to prove that they could land it. And if it if they blew up one of the uh, one of the test vehicles, it wasn't a big deal because they hadn't built all this infrastructure. But there's so much around the pad now in the launch tower ground support systems, the factory, the test mach- uh, machinery, that I think they they at least want to get to the point where they don't have to worry about it blowing up on the pad. If, if it does fail in flight, well, that's something that they can study and resolve. But if it has an accident on the pad uh, and damages the ground infrastructure, that could be a big problem. Yeah, and the, the sense would be, you know, launch, figure out what went right, what went wrong, and and do it again that the the sense would be is if they could get this thing airborne and ultimately get starship into orbit and and land it somewhere near hawaii if memory serves that yeah. they would move pretty quickly on to the next phase because you know the goal is ultimately to to get this fully reusable ship into service yep and and they have a series of, of of starships and boosters that are in various stages of manufacturing down in Texas. So from from vehicle readiness, from having a new, another vehicle ready to go after the first flight, 
I think it could be a matter of weeks or a couple of months, you know, assuming there's no damage <laughs> to the pad that has to be right. repaired. That, that's a big concern. So right now, uh, the latest report from Elon Musk uh, at SpaceX is uh, perhaps mid to late April is the current uh, target uh, schedule for uh, this test flight, but we'll see if that holds. Yeah, and what's interesting about all of this is that they're not 100% married to Texas, that they they would like to build a base of operations for Starship as well, where you're located at Cape Canaveral. Does work continue on, on that? It, it, it does, uh, but we've noticed in the last couple of months that some of the work here has actually uh, slowed. Uh, SpaceX shipped some of the equipment that they were planning to put in uh, to the launch pad here over to Texas, like a water deluge system, which is uh, part of the system that dumps water all around the launch launch pad during a launch uh, to protect all that infrastructure and all the the structure of the launch complex from heat and sounds and acoustics of the launch. Again, that's part of the things we've been watching, seeing them add shielding and beefing up the infrastructure at the pad in Texas. Uh, So uh, that was moved actually from here in Florida over to Texas to be installed at that pad. Uh, So uh, I think what we're seeing from with SpaceX right now is they're they're in a full court press, so to speak, in getting the Starship to a flight, to a test flight from Texas. And then they will learn something very valuable no matter what happens on that test flight that could inform maybe they need to design the redesign uh, uh, some structure or some uh, connection or something on the pad here in Florida. They learn a lesson in Texas and, and, you know, they don't want to go down a road here in Florida with the launch pad they're building for Starship here and have to reverse course and back out and redesign something. They learn something useful uh, in Texas. Makes sense. Stephen Clark joining us, spaceflightnow.com on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker hotline. Uh, before we run out of time, I want to get to a couple other things. Um, and there, there are other companies doing work in in space flight. Space flight or SpaceX has, has dominated the business so far. But once again, this spring we're coming up on an important milestone for Boeing. Remember their Starliner capsule, and uh, they're planning to send astronauts into orbit. So there, there is a big milestone coming up for Boeing soon. Yeah, yeah, that that launch is currently uh, scheduled for late April um, with the Boeing crew capsule. That'll be the first time that the Boeing Starliner spacecraft has flown with astronauts. And just to remind your listeners, uh, back in 2014, NASA issued contracts to SpaceX and Boeing uh, so they had two companies capable of flying astronauts to the space station, ending uh, NASA's reliance on Russia for that job. And SpaceX started uh, executing on that contract to flying people in 2020. We're still waiting on Boeing, uh, but they could be a month away now uh, from their test flight, and that will just kind of cement the uh, U.S. and NASA independence for uh, crew transportation from Russia because uh, there will be two two domestic independent providers at that point for a human space flight. Um, anything else stand out in the calendar in the next uh, few weeks uh, beyond that one at the end of April? A couple of things, uh, if I could mention briefly. One of them is a launch by a new startup called Relativity Space, uh, which has a small rocket here on the launch pad in Florida. Uh, They've tried to launch it a couple of times. They've uh, had aborts in the last few moments of the countdown. They're going to try again on Wednesday night 
This is a fully or almost fully 3D printed rocket. And uh, using a, a proprietary aluminum alloy, this company has developed. And if successful, it would be the first rocket to reach space and reach orbit that relies primarily on 3D printing technology. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot about reuse uh, in terms of cutting the cost of space flight. Another way to potentially reduce the cost of space flight would be to 3D print rockets because you introduce a lot of automation and a lot of speed in building rockets when you do that. So we'll see if that launch is successful. The other thing, NASA's Artemis Moon Program uh, is about to announce the first four uh, astronauts who will travel on a flight around the moon uh, in 20, late 2024 or early 2025. They're going to announce the identities of the four astronauts on April the 3rd, and that'll be the first time humans have traveled uh, to that distance around the moon in more than 50 years. So I'm excited to see who's going to be on that crew. All right, Stephen, always great. Uh, enjoy your work at spaceflightnow.com. Thanks again for the time today. Thank you, Steve. All right, there he is, Stephen Clark, joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Quick break, we'll come back. Lots going on in sports, NCAA tournament. Uh, girls' state tournament continues uh, with championship Saturday. Boys' state tournament pairings are set for next week. The Gophers have a new women's coach. Uh, the Golden Gopher men's hockey team plays for a Big Ten title against Michigan tonight at 3M Arena at Mariucci. Timberwolves are on the road in Toronto tonight. Anthony Edwards uh, got injured last night, sprained his ankle in that game with Chicago. And uh, the Wild are playing today against the Bruins, just to name a few, here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Girls Hoop Center stage at Williams Arena today, championship Saturday. One champion's been crowned. Might not, uh, Mount Iron Buell beat Bold 52 to 21, dominating performance by Mountain Iron Buell in that 1A title game today. And number three, Albany taking on number one, Providence Academy in the 2A championship game today at Williams Arena. This one was tight at the half. A very close game at the half. Providence Academy had a one-point lead. Now they're up by 17 with 5.42 to go in the game, Providence Academy leading, leading Albany 64-47. to Other games at the Girls' State Tournament today in the 3A championship game, Stewartville against Benilde St. Margaret's at 6. And in the nightcap, number one against number two, Hopkins against St. Michael Albertville in the nightcap. Some other results from the Girls' Tournament earlier in the day. 1A consolation final, Underwood beat Badger Greenbush Middle River, 47-32. Class A third place. Belgrade Brute now rose to beat Havefield, 65-54. Double A third place. Goodhue down Minnehaha Academy, 79-68. And uh, 3A third place over at Concordia St. Paul. Uh, Becker leading Alexandria 25-22. Becker was the number one seed in the 3A tournament. So we'll continue to keep an eye on those results as we move through the day here on News Talk E3OWCCO. A little bit later on, we'll have the pairings for the boys' tournament. Uh, We've got the NCAA tournament coming up and a scoreboard check there. Uh, We've got the Timberwolves on the road. Bad news last night. They got beat by the Chicago Bulls in two overtimes.
Anthony Edwards sprained his ankle, and they're going into Toronto to play the Raptors. They haven't won in Toronto in 17 tries. And our coverage begins at 5.30 today. Cal Soderquist will join us later on in the program. It is 3.30. We'll have that NCAA tournament scoreboard coming up in a moment. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Providence Academy on their way to a 2A title, leading Albany 71-58, just over a minute to go in the game there. One of the other big stories, sports-wise, in, recently here in town, beyond the Vikings moves, in the, in the fact that uh, some big-name players like Adam Kendricks and Adam Thielen uh, are moving on, was the fact that uh, Lindsey Whalen and the University of Minnesota uh, parted ways. Lindsey Whalen no longer the women's basketball coach. Well, it didn't take long for Mark Coyle, the athletic director, to find the new head coach. And they announced today they hired Dawn Blitzelwhite. She is a Wisconsin native. Uh, she coached for quite a while at the University of South Dakota in Vermillion, going 83-10 and 10 in the Summit League. Coyotes won 28 or more in four of her six seasons there. Now, she left there to go to West Virginia, was there for a year, got her team to the NCAA tournament, but now is coming back home to the upper Midwest and will take over the program. It looks like uh, she will meet the media uh, just after noon. And there are a lot of people wondering, well, you know, she, she left South Dakota, got this job at West Virginia, gets the team to the tournament, and leaves after one year. And after thinking about it, number one, 
it's a chance to come back to the upper Midwest. And I'm spoiled, and I'm probably biased. But I think living in the upper Midwest, especially with family, etc., might be better than West Virginia. I don't know if I'm going out on a limb there. But uh, she comes home, gets a good deal, gets to coach in the Big Ten. But uh, she has an impressive resume, certainly worked her way up the ladder. And now I would think job one is some of those players on the fence who haven't made a decision about what they're going to do. Some players have agreed to stay, and now it's getting those other players in the program and, of course, going out and, you know, building her team and building her program. But it's uh, Don Plitzelwhite, uh, the new head coach at the University of Minnesota. And speaking of that, we have uh, the NCAA tournament scoreboard, and let's start with the women's tournament and games underway on this Saturday, and then we'll have an update on the men's bracket. And it's just been uh, a ridiculous number of upsets in in the tournament uh, so far. Uh, UConn rolling over Vermont, 88-47 right now and in that game. This is a women's tournament. Toledo leading Iowa State, 54-41. North Carolina up on St. John's, 19-15 through 1. Later, Cleveland State, number 4, Villanova. Number 10, Alabama against number 7, uh, Baylor. Uh, among the action today, Colorado taking on Middle Tennessee. Drake against Louisville. Oklahoma battles Portland. Duke against Iona. Texas, East Carolina. UCLA, Sacramento State. Uh, games in the books, Ohio State beat James Madison, 80-66. to uh, Ohio State, a number three seed in the tournament. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast beat number five Washington State, 74-63. Number four, Tennessee, all over St. Louis, 95-50. to It was Indiana, number one seed in this tournament. Uh, great team in the Big Ten this year. Beat ten- Tennessee Tech by 30, 77-47. And it's number nine, Miami, over number eight, Oklahoma State, 62 to 61. So you're up to date on the women's tournament scoreboard. Uh, let's get over to the men, take a look at what's going on there as uh, second round action gets underway around the country and all the upsets in the first round. Number one Purdue goes down to defeat, uh, stands out. Uh, Arizona out. Uh, Tennessee leading Duke 51 44. Tennessee a four. Duke of five, that, that tells you all you need to know about uh, the changing landscape in college hoops. Oh, by the way, no Coach K. Uh, number eight, Arkansas. Number one, Kansas. Later, number 15, Princeton. Number seven, Missouri. Number one, Houston. Battles number nine, Auburn. Uh, that That's an interesting matchup. Number two, Texas. Number 10, Penn State tonight. Number two, UCLA. Number seven, Northwestern. Uh, Also tonight, number one, Alabama, number eight, Maryland, go at it. And uh, one final already, number five, San Diego State, beat number 13, Furman, 75 to 52. So you're up to date on uh, the men's and women's tournaments as they stand right now. And Josh, I don't know how closely you're following the tournament. Josh Wheeler is our producer 
here on a Saturday afternoon at News Talk 830 WCCO. But Purdue losing to a 16, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's unheard of. I was uh, just actually yeah, talking second with time ever. I was talking with my wife yesterday because her and I both did brackets and it was just like a 16 beating a 1 is unheard of. You, you'll hear about the 12s and the 14s and you will rarely ever hear about a 16 seed upsetting a 1, especially how good uh, Purdue is at being a well-rounded basketball team. I was just actually, I was really shocked to see that that was the end result in that game. So, Yeah, and you know, Fairly Dickinson wins at 63-58. to 58. They were in this game, and I didn't see this game, but from what I read about the game, there, there wasn't much fluky about this. Is that, you know, they, they deserve to beat number one Purdue in that game. And, and that, I think, illustrates the changing landscape. It is the second time ever a 16 is defeated. A one. By the way, Providence Academy just beat Albany seventy-four to sixty to win the girls' two A championship. But yeah, it, it is now the Wild West. And once again, I I am not decrying player movement, but the free for all that is the transfer portal, and the fact that how name image like this money is trying to sort its way out. That, that it is just a completely new ball game in college basketball. And and I don't you know Kansas is still very competitive. They're, they're a blue blood program. Uh, you, you've got Duke in the tournament. But the landscape has completely changed in college sports. And and those would argue that say, well, you know, coaches are allowed to pull up stakes. Look, look at the new coach at the University of Minnesota, Don Plitzelwhite. Uh one year at West Virginia, ah, I'm out of here. So obviously she went in, recruited players to West Virginia, Minnesota comes calling, and she pulls up stakes. Now that is her prerogative, and there was probably language in her contract where she could leave. Maybe there is some buyout provision, whatever. It happens all the time. Coaches get better offers, they move on. And in that scenario, I've always argued, and I've argued this for years, that, that players shouldn't be forced to stay in a situation. If they were recruited by a coach and that coach leaves, they should be able to pursue. For instance, Lindsey Whalen and the University of Minnesota part ways. Every one of those players who, who came here with the idea they were going to play for Lindsey Whalen should be free without penalty to move into another situation. And and I've said that for years and years and years. But now just this willy-nilly, yeah, I, I'm not so happy with this anymore. I'm going to go here to play. And you you have almost unlimited transfers. Some, some players in their eligibility window have played for three schools. Um, and that, that that is becoming more and more common. And I'm not so sure... That's particularly good for the game. And let's face it, we're talking about kids who are in their late teens and early 20s making these decisions. And I think there should be more counseling on the idea that if you're not a superstar talent bound for the NBA or a pro contract in Europe, maybe you should stay put and focus on your degree a little bit more 
on your playing time in a college career. I mean, in in reality, I, I think things are getting a little bit out of whack because in reality, how many players come out of college and actually stick on an NBA roster or get a big money deal over in Europe? It ain't that many. And the constant movement, looking for playing time, when these kids should be a little bit more focused, in my opinion, on academics and not whether or not they're getting minutes. Yeah. And then what? It's it's you know it's then their eligibility of, it's ends around in circles. Honestly, it's a lot of these kids just kind of running in place. It's not a whole lot of like, I guess, progression for lack of a better term with their, you know, not only their basketball career but their just their career goals in general. And I think just all this moving around doesn't. It's kind of to their detriment, honestly. Yeah, and you know, then, then what? You, you use up your high school or your your college eligibility. You, you don't use that time wisely to actually get a degree, and then you go what? Play in the G League, and then what? Then well, you can always go back to college. I mean, my my sense is is that these kids are getting a lot of bad advice, yeah. and that there are very few. Very few that are good enough to play in Division One to begin with. And then the number is even smaller that will get an opportunity to play in the association or get a nice contract and play in Europe. And, and I don't want to deny anyone their dream, but the reality of the situation of bouncing around, chasing minutes or playing time, for what? I mean, okay, you, you get to play minutes, but but are you actually making progress toward a degree? And I, and that's where where I'm frustrated in it, or frustrated with it. Not not, not so much as is a fan of the game because I, I watch the games and there it is. You know there, there's still plenty of sports entertainment out there. It's just I feel bad for these kids that probably have no chance whatsoever to make a living playing basketball, bouncing around. I'm not sure what they're looking for. You can you can go to the college of your choice, pursue a degree, and if you get minutes, great. If you don't get minutes, you still get a degree. You know, it's I I think a lot of priorities are messed up. And and let's face it, the the real talents are one and done anyway. You know, the the education. You you, you look at for instance. Uh, what what some of the, the, the great players to come out of Minnesota. Now, Chad Holmgren's hurt this year. Everyone knew he was going to be a one-and-done at Gonzaga. He wasn't going to Gonzaga to get a degree. He was going to Gonzaga to play and play against top-notch talent and then get drafted. And he got drafted by the Thunder and unfortunately got hurt and isn't able to play. But Chad Holmgren will make a living in the NBA. But there aren't many guys like Chad Holmgren or... Tyus Jones, or the list goes yeah, on and on. And, and a quick update, too, while I have a second since I have it on here in the studio. Uh, Tennessee, they are up 59-48 with 3.52 left in the game over Duke. Oh, all right, cool. Thanks yeah, so for the run, update run, on running that. Away, running away with possibly a victory over uh, Duke. So a big dog might be knocked out again. Wow. It, it is, it is uh, crazy what we've seen so far in the tournament. Quick break. We will come back. Uh, all the news at 4. We'll go outdoors with Steve Carney. Andy Greeter will join us. An update on Minnesota United FC. Uh, they, they lost a big-time player. 
and Reynoso not available. But they might be able to land a big-time player. Andy Greeter will have that for us at about 4.15 today. And then uh, still to come on the program, uh, Phil Miller is going to join us from the warmth of Florida. We'll talk twins. They fell to the Pirates today in Grapefruit League action. The final score there, 7-4. to four. Cal Soderquist, Timberwolves Radio Network. We'll get an update on Ann. By the way, Timberwolves and Raptors tonight from Toronto. Our pregame show begins at 5.30. And Jazz Spires will talk all things hockey. Uh, Golden Gopher men play for a Big Ten title against Michigan at 3M Arena at Mariucci. And Josh, your Huskies play tonight. Uh, yeah, they do. Frozen faceoff. At the X in St. Paul against? Uh, they'll be playing Colorado College at 7.30 tonight. All right. So there you go. Uh, big hockey night in town. Not so good as the Bruins beat the Wild 5-2 to two in a matinee at the XL Energy Center. Uh, the Wild have another matinee tomorrow against the Caps. Been a good run. No Kirill Kaprizov, and the Bruins are really, really, really good. They beat the Wild today 5-2. to two. Once again, Wild and Caps tomorrow at 1 in St. Paul. Quick break. We'll come back here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. They are playing golf in Florida. It's called the Valspar Championship at Innisbrook Resort. And Jordan Spieth in the mix. He's at 7 under par. Adam Shank, 7 under as well. Webb Simpson leading a group. One back. Tommy Fleetwood part of that group. One back as well. Spieth uh, one of the few big names in that tournament. Justin Thomas also playing this week, but he is five off the lead at minus two. But Jordan Spieth tied for the lead in the third round of the Valspire Championship down in Florida. We'll have the news coming up here on the CCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.